Hello, hello, I am Matt Williamson, gearing up for a Steeler game tomorrow night. Um, frankly, I don't have a lot of things to look for in that one, because I don't think this, I know some of the starters are going to play, but it's going to be short, I mean, end of roster stuff. And I didn't have a podcast for you on purpose, because I'm going to have a couple over the weekend. In general, I do five a week. So I'm going to do one after the show, or after the the. Uh, game presumably because I am doing a two-hour post-game show and won't get home till honestly like 1.30 in the morning because it's a later start than the last time I did it. So I'm still planning on doing one late, late, late Thursday night and then probably another Saturday after second watching as we often do. But I have some cool stuff for you today and two very distinct things to talk about. So Pro Football Focus put out every team's grades through two weeks of just their rookies. And I wanted to run down them and see if their grades pass the sniff test. And I I reference Pro Football Focus a lot. I think they do great work. I go to their site every day. But there's times I look at their grades and be like, you're nuts. Like, they used to be really hard on Marquise Pouncey. You know, like, as well, like a bottom 10 center in the league. I'm like, that doesn't add up at all. But to these, and it also has their snap counts, which is important to me too. So, we'll start with the good. And a little teaser, you can go to the site and read my opinion of Mr. Herbig, and it is a high one. And he has played 40 snaps with a grade of 90.6. Of course, he's not playing against ones and all that stuff. All that stuff goes without saying. But like a 90.6 grade is like a TJ Watt grade. I mean, there won't be more than a handful of of PFF grades at the end of the season over 90. I mean, that's elite, elite, elite. That's what he's playing like, though. I mean, again, we know who he's playing against. Joey Porter Jr. has played 24 snaps with a 71.1. Keanu Benton has played 28 with a 69.3. Darnell Washington has played 54 with a 61.6. So, (laughs) four of your five highest picks are playing the best football thus far, too. And Broderick Jones isn't far off. Isn't that exactly what you want to see? You know, I mean, they're all passing the sniff test to me. I wrote a Benton article two weeks ago, Herbig won this week, both high, high praise. Another draft pick, a late one, Spencer Anderson, has played 68 snaps, a very high number, by the way, and he grades in at 60.1. Now, the leader in snaps on here is our buddy Broderick Jones, 94 snaps of Broderick Jones clearly number one. There's another guy that played 80, but he's down the list. He came in at 59.9. Fine. I I think that's about right. He's had some hiccups, many more good snaps than bad, but a lot of snaps. You know, he's playing a lot of football. That's the biggest takeaway there. The rest of these names are long shots, so I'll buzz through them super quick. But I really thought those top six, Herbig, Porter, Benton, Washington, Anderson, Jones, in that order, was exactly the guys you want, and was very prominent, you know, very prevalent, one of those words. So, Toby Naduque has played 53 snaps. He's next at 59.5. Darius Hagens is a running back. It's only played 55 or 15 snaps, 56.9. Jordan Bird has only played five snaps of offense. He's a returner-type receiver guy, 52.4. I don't think any of those guys are making the team. The Dockway maybe could hook on as a practice squad dude. Um, Zavian Valaday. I may have butchered your name. I'm sorry, Mr. Valaday. 
Also a newly signed running back, but played 23 snaps already, 45.8. He kind of showed up a little bit. Uh, James, another one that's really tough here, Naiwamawama. Oh, wow, I'm off on that one. But anyway, he's only played 18 snaps, 45.8. He's not making the team. Um, The last two, Tanner Morgan has played 26 snaps and has the worst grade of any of the Steelers rookies. It was nice knowing you. Sorry, Tanner, you're gone. But the only one that I kind of am a little bit noteworthy here on the second half of these no-name dudes is David Perilous, the edge rusher, because he's played a lot. Only Broderick Jones has played more snaps than him. Jones has played 94. Perilous has played 80. And the next guy up is Anderson at 68. So that's a big chunk of snaps. His grade is really poor, though. It's 41.3. Only Morgan is worse. But he's also been a big special teams contributor. So Perilous is a dude that I could see maybe sticking around as like their fifth edge guy, not on the main roster, but as your your top practice squad edge rusher. So I thought that was cool. And we got something totally different for you, too. In the second half, I'll be back in a moment. All right. Um, Mike Sando is a friend of mine. We were yeah, we were at ESPN for 10 years together. I have referenced and we went through his quarterback tiers, but he kind of has a spin-off article off his tiers, which I think is really smart, and he adds up all the scores. You know, so if you play Mahomes, he's a tier 1 guy. If you play Ryan Tannehill, he's a tier 3 guy. Uh, Sam Howell's a tier four guy, you know, so there aren't many tier ones in the world, but what he does is he adds up all 17 of your games with the presumed starting quarterback. Now, of course, you're not going to get those guys exactly. There were 69 starting quarterbacks last year. So you're not going to get, I mean, if heaven forbid, Pat Mahomes gets hurt tomorrow and misses the whole season, much of these ratings are shot. You know what I mean? Because he carries so much weight. But you get my point here. So what he does is he he calls this his QB tier strength of schedule, ranking each team's 2023 schedule based on op- opposing quarterbacks. And to give you some reference, I'm going to talk about Steelers here in a minute, as well as a division. So a lot of divisions are lumped together, as you would imagine, you know, because you play similar schedules, less similar than ever with the 17 game schedule, because there are some other things out there. But Miami has the hardest schedule against opposing quarterbacks per these tiers, which could be a big deal. I mean, for the Steelers, too. I mean, is there a chance that the Steelers and Dolphins are fighting for a wild card spot? Absolutely. And here's the guys they play. Like, this is as bad as it gets. They play Mahomes. They play Allen twice. They play Rodgers twice. They play Herbert. All those guys are tier one dudes. That's <laughs> There's hardly any tier one guys, and they get six games against tier one quarterbacks. Then they get three more against tier two quarterbacks, Hertz, Lamar, Dak. So that's like half your schedule against basically elite quarterbacks. Awful, awful, awful. So the, another real hard one is the Patriots, as you would imagine. 
Um, that whole division's near the top. The Steelers aren't far off, or the, the AFC North isn't far off either. But like Kansas City comes in third. Now, I'll say if I'm the Chiefs, no matter who I play, I still think I have the quarterback advantage. And they do. But they play Burrow. They play Allen. They play Rodgers. They play Herbert twice. They play Hertz, Lawrence, Cousins. So they're three. The Bills are four. The Chargers are five. And so good teams are going to play against good quarterbacks because, you know, you, you, all, you come in first, et cetera. But it wouldn't shock me at all if the Steelers are fighting the Chargers, Miami, some of these teams that we're talking about for playoff spots. Um, then the only team that's not particularly good near the top is the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders have the sixth hardest group of quarterbacks they're playing against, and their division is the hardest. So where are the Steelers? Now, we'll, we'll keep scrolling here because we got the Raiders at six, Denver at seven. Again, really tough divisions. Jets, Commanders. Bengals. Bengals come in at 10, 10th hardest slate of quarterbacks to play against. And now we're going to get in the AFC North neighborhood. Cleveland has 11th. The Ravens have 12th. Steelers have 13th. So the Steelers quarterbacks that they're projected to play are Burrow twice. He's the only tier one guy. Jackson twice. He's a tier two guy. Watson twice. He's a tier two guy. But is he really? I don't know. Lawrence is a tier two guy. I agree with that. He may even be a tier one guy when you play him. Matthew Stafford's a tier two guy. Uh, is he? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't last year. So even the tier two guys you play, Stafford, Watson twice, aren't that scary. They also got Garoppolo, Geno, Tannehill, Jones, Mac Jones. Those are all tier three guys. Purdy, tier four is a little weird because when it's an incomplete grade for these guys, like Pat Mahomes played one game his rookie year, and then they traded Alex Smith, and everyone knew Pat Mahomes was going to be the starter the next year. So he came into that year as a tier four player because he only had one game because he's kind of an incomplete grade. So some of these tier four guys could certainly be better than you think. Purdy, Love, Stroud, Richardson. But they also got Colt McCoy. I mean, I think he's going to be lucky to be a tier four guy the rest of his life. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's the 13th most difficult schedule against quarterbacks. But overall, the strength of schedule for the Steelers to me isn't bad. And there's one other, there's a couple things he says here. I just want to read this one paragraph to you. Only the Raiders face a more difficult division division schedule of opposing quarterbacks than the Steelers are scheduled to face. Now, I want to stop you there. Like, if I'm playing a really, really good quarterback, tier one quarterback, tier two quarterback, I would rather it be a division opponent than not. Yes and no, I guess. Obviously, division games mean more. So, you wish you had all easy division games. But I just mean in terms of prepping for Burrow, Lamar, and less less so Watson because he's new. You just know him so well. You know what I mean? Like... Prepping for Lawrence might be prepping, might be more difficult than prepping for Burrow. You know what I mean? Just because you, you do it every year, your defensive coordinator in June when he's on the beach is thinking about Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, so the fact that their hard ones are division games doesn't worry me all that much, especially the way the Steelers, Tomlin are structured. Like, I don't think they're going 0 6 in the division. 
So anyways, only the Raiders face a more difficult division schedule of opposing quarterbacks. But then Mike says, it's not all bad for Pittsburgh. Drawing the AFC South and the NFC West in the rotation, plus a lower-rated 17th opponent in the Packers' love, helped even things out. So only one team faced, and it's the Raiders, only faced a more difficult divisional schedule. But their AFC games not in the division, which folks, that's why they didn't go to the playoffs last year, is they lost too many of them. 25th easiest, or the 25th hardest. So very, very easy. It's Lawrence, it's Tannehill, it's Stroud, it's Richardson. So those are going to make a, a big difference, especially when wild card time comes around. So that that's covering the division. But I do just want to throw the opposite end of the spectrum at you. By far, the Falcons and Saints have the easiest slate. Saints are 32, Falcons are 31. And the only reason basically Atlanta is at 31 is they have Rodgers on their schedule and the Saints don't. But listen to the quarterbacks the Saints face. Now, I'm not saying Derek Carr is a world beater, but it doesn't really matter. This is the, the 17 games that the Saints are set to face. Trevor Lawrence. Okay, he's going to be really good. I love Trevor Lawrence. But he's considered a tier two guy at this point in his career. Zero tier one dudes. They get Stafford and Cousin are the other two tier one tier two players. Are they really? I mean, in terms of playing Stafford and Cousins, I don't think all of a sudden they're just going to magically become a tier one guy at this stage of their career. And that's also true for some of the tier three guys they're playing, like Goff, Tannehill. So these are all the quarterbacks they're playing. Lawrence, Stafford, Cousins in tier two, which is about as good a tier two group as you could get. I mean, I'd much rather play that group than Dak and Hertz and Lamar. Then they get Goff, Daniel Jones, Fields. Fields is a wild card. Maybe he you know vaults up there. Tannehill, not a wild card. Mac Jones. And then they get a bunch of tier four dudes. Jordan Love, Mayfield twice. Bryce Young twice. Stroud, Richardson, Ritter twice. Like, just to lay out Miami versus Saints, couldn't be any more different. And I just thought this was a fun little thing, and it's very, very Steeler, you know, oriented. Um, Over and out. Next time we will talk will be after Steelers-Falcons. We were just talking Falcons. Over and out. 